0: Welcome to the Inspiring Minds podcast, hosted by Justin Starbird and presented by the Edison Awards. Listen as Justin talks with innovators and pioneers that are changing the world around us. True modern day Thomas Edisons walking among us. Guests will answer the most difficult of questions facing startups, established brands, and folks with great ideas that are just getting started. Learn how these amazing innovators have gone from concept to commercialization and what it took to get there. Take notes as they share with Justin how they navigated through research, development, and in true Thomas Edison fashion, marketed and sold their newfound innovations. You're listening to the Inspiring Minds Podcast. Welcome back to
1: this episode of Inspiring Minds. My name is Justin Starbird, and coming from uh, Gurgaon, India today, I'm excited to have both Raul Campbell, Associate Director of Global Research and Development, and Gurmit Bhutani, Director of Global Research and Development of Pepsi, joining me today. Guys, welcome, thanks for uh, making this happen today, I appreciate it.
2: Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Justin.
1: No, this is exciting. I know we've had a couple of uh, false starts uh, trying to get this uh, interview um, off the ground. So it's meant a lot that we've been able to coordinate schedules from around the globe to uh, to make this happen. So, uh, you know, first of all, congratulations on all of your success so far and congratulations on being a Edison Award finalist again this year.
2: Thank you, Justin. It's an honor to be recognized by a prestigious Edison Award.
1: What did your team say when, when you came back to them and said that, uh, that you had won an Edison Award this year? The
2: team was quite excited. Uh, everyone in the team was very happy uh, because Edison Award is prestigious and we were looking forward to win this award.
1: Great. Um, well, you know, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about,
2: uh, about your roles there at Pepsi? Sure. Uh, I'll start, Gurmeet. I am part of the global equipment development team based in Gurgaon, India. I am leading the dispensing equipment platform for international food service market uh, with major focus on Beyond the Bottle strategic initiative by PepsiCo.
1: What does that mean, Beyond the Bottle, the strategic initiative? What
2: is that? Well, uh, we... uh, have pet bottles uh, available in the market uh, through which we sell our beverage. We would like to go away from pet bottle or reduce the pet bottle uh, wastage, which happens uh, every day. Mm -hmm. That is the initiative we are working on.
1: Oh, great. And Girmeet, what is your role?
3: Yeah, hi, Justin. Uh, I lead the Global Value Innovation Center We started in 2011 with the mandate to work on infrastructure cost reduction for Pepsi. So wherever Pepsi spends money at the back end, we come into picture. So that we spend quite a lot of money on capital equipment, which includes the market equipment, vending machines, uh, the, the, the fountains, the dispense equipment, Uh, as well as vending machines. Um, So we spend quite a lot on that um, and we we come into picture and um, so we start with our consumers first and we deliver solutions to that, which meets the consumer requirements, Pepsi requirements and kind of win-win for everyone.
1: Yeah, when you think of Pepsi, certainly you think of uh, a bottle of... of, you know your product you don't necessarily think of you know how it actually gets to the consumer so so that's actually really interesting i didn't realize all of that research and development went on under your purview in india um so, so we, actually,
3: yep. we actually have two development centers uh, in pepsi uh, for each, our equipment r&d uh, one is in based out of new york and another is in india uh, the new york center uh, is uh, Quite old means we we started it quite uh, uh, a number of years ago, and they have been delivering to the PepsiCo requirements uh, for quite long. And since 2011, um, we, start, we it was vision of Indra Nui that she wanted the emerging market innovations to come and being de- to be developed in emerging markets. So we, that was the idea of setting up a R&D center in emerging markets. So, that, and finally we you know, we set, it, set
1: that up in India, in Gurgaon. That's incredible. I, I knew of the one in New York. I did not know of the one in India and, and I think others didn't either. So that's really interesting to hear, you know, the different roles that you play and, and how they all, you know, come together. We've, uh, we've been fortunate to work with um, Pepsi for a, a number of years, um, but never gotten to know you quite like this. So it's, it's really interesting. You know, speaking of that and the roles that you're playing now and the different ways in which, um, you know, you go about addressing the needs of the consumer. How does a huge organization like Pepsi actually approach innovation and, and at scale, you know, where you have two huge offices in India and, and New York? How do you go about, you know, uh, creating new products, new services um, and innovation in general?
2: So I'll take this, uh, so rightly said by Gurmeet, the center started in 2011 where we were focusing on disruptive innovation and rightly said by Professor Clayton, uh, disruptive strategy enables you to make innovation in reality. So disruptive innovation describes a process by which a product or service initially takes root in the simple application at bottom of the market. Typically, by being less expensive and more accessible and then relentlessly moves up market, eventually displacing established competitors. So this is the uh, approach we have been taking uh, uh, since beginning and, and that's how we have been successfully uh, delivering innovations in last 10 years. Also, like if we talk about the products which we are working on currently, whenever we are working on a new project or new innovation, we ensure the safety. So all the equipments which we developed, uh, we ensure they they are electrically and uh, food safety uh, compliant. Mm -hmm. So this this has been an important point for us uh, as an approach to innovation. Absolutely, Gunmit. Would you like to add?
3: Yeah, so I would say that you no, know, uh, the team. We we are a ten member plus strong team,
2: uh,
3: and we have been successfully delivering uh, projects since twenty sixteen, uh, and we now have around two hundred thousand in you no know, kind of revenue generators equipment players in the market, and um, so all this was possible with the fungible talent that we have in the team mm-hmm. um, you know as rahul said you know, it starts with the consumers um, you, we, we spend quite a lot of time on the front end uh, defining the problem what exactly needs to be solved uh, and that becomes the you know, kind of uh, the the baseline for what needs to be developed what needs to be what needs to be solved for what are the needs of the consumer? So once that is defined, the problem, solving the problem is not difficult. The technical aspects of that is easy because the team is very strong and they, they can solve for any challenge they, they are posed with. But the front end, understanding consumers, and understanding, getting the market insights, um, taking input from the stakeholders, both from Pepsi's side, outsiders, and finally, who is going to consume the, the beverage and the product um, it 's very important, and that 's the critical aspect. We spend quite a lot of time on that. solve the problem build prototypes, and finally, when we deliver the solution because it has been done basis the consumer insights it it's, it becomes very easy to can then commercialize that
1: and how do you you know that 's so interesting to to understand the process from which you you actually work and and start um, uh completing projects and, and identifying um, prop you know going through and, and actually fixing some of the problems that you've identified but how do you gather that information on a, you sell products and and create services and solutions globally how do you go about mining that information from the consumer is it like do they give you feedback is it on like social media or is it a campaign specific um, to you know, uh, uh, trying to understand behavior. How, do you, how does the team go about collecting data to, to know where to start and what to work on?
2: Well, uh, there are different approaches to collecting data. However, just wanted to add a few more points here. For, for us, uh, uh, whenever we work on an innovation, uh, on a project, we and we have a lot of stakeholders, okay and we need insights from say PepsiCo stakeholders. We need insights from the customers who are our um, uh, big, big accounts like KFC or these are hard. So we, we these are also very important. and then the third one is the consumer. So uh, we need to actually meet requirements of all three. and that is very critical, very important for us. So we ensure, we talk to the business, PepsiCo business, we talk to customers and we also talk to consumers. And it, it doesn't mean only talking, but we try to gather all the insights of the business. So their requirement, why a particular uh, country or particular um, uh, target market. So we try to collect all that information from PepsiCo as, uh, 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 their, as per their requirement. So why, why PepsiCo would like to do this? So we'd like to collect all that information. Same then goes to the customer. We try to understand our customer uh, and how they are currently selling the products. Okay, so we'll try and th- what are their requirements? How is the, their setup? All that has to be captured, not only through interviews, but uh, also observations, videos, uh, and collecting data from internet as well and then the lastly but uh, most important is the consumer because we are dev- uh, we are going to provide our product to consumers so consumers are uh, very important for us so we try to understand the consumer we look at the trends which are going on uh, uh, worldwide so we work with outside uh, agencies to collect the data uh, collect uh, all the information what are the trends uh, in food and beverage then we also talk to consumers we uh, uh, do a uh, focus group and then mm-hmm. collect all that data. All that data then comes to us. Then after going through all that, uh, synthesizing everything, we make a brief for, for us. And that brief then helps us to design and develop a particular equipment or a product to meet that requirement for, for PepsiCo, for customers and for consumers.
1: Yeah, that's uh you know, certainly a really intense way of of um, taking the data and, and you know having something to do with it afterwards. How do you go about then, you know, commercializing products and are there any special steps or milestones that you look forward to once you have all this information? Yeah,
3: Wait, I think once. one is that you you have collected all these inputs as Rahul highlighted all this now you have the what exactly is the need from the consumers customers then finally then you see is it technologically possible what are the challenges what is that now you know what the consumer wants what the market wants um, why the existing products cannot solve for that or if they can solve for that what is the gap what is that we need to fix so then there the technology piece comes into picture. We do competitive analysis. We could do detailed tear down of existing products. Um, and then we do should costing what we call um, you know, to, to understand if this is the product that consumer wants, how much will it cost if I make it myself? Is the, is the supplier charging too high for this or they are charging low or what's the gap? So that way then we understand if there is an IP constraint intellectual property constraint uh, or their patents no, that are increasing the cost of the equipment um, all that is then synthesized that is the technology kind of synthesizing around technology if we have to solve for that consumer need and this is the product which has these kind of gaps what then can solve for it and also meet the cost targets that we have Yep. so then we we, we come up with new t- if, if that required, then we come up with new technologies. We build our own technology. Uh, we have, uh, you know, very good partners, supply-based partners who work with us to solve for you uh, know, those uh, that that side of the puzzle. And finally, when you have some, you know, the technology piece also solved, then we and then we build prototypes which are fully functional. And then we see we test those out rigorously in the lab and. An environment, uh, refine those further, uh, uh, and then show it to, we keep our stakeholders involved in all this development so that there is uh, interest and there is, they know what is being done and when they will see this thing commercially available.
1: You know, one of the things that I find to be so interesting with Pepsi is how you know, you continue to, I don't want to say reinvent yourselves, but you continue to challenge what the status quo is. And, you know, even though you're a global organization, um, you know, having the commitment to research and development that you do, sometimes you, it feels, you know, from the outside anyway, that you almost operate as a startup. So what are some things that a startup company or or somebody just starting out or, you know, even a smaller company you know, can use as steps to follow in your, you know, in uh, in your example, your lead?
2: Okay, for any startup or company like us, uh, most important point is the consumer and the customer. So if we try to understand them properly uh, uh, in depth, then we'll be able to solve their requirement. The second important point is the company like pepsico so if you are working with pepsico then the uh, the requirements of pepsico is also very important as a business they need to uh, meet the requirements of the board uh, of directors so all these points are very important whenever you are starting a project or an innovation uh, so we would suggest uh, any startup to look at consumers customers and the company as a priority once we meet, uh, understand their requirements, we'll be able to solve the problem very uh, efficient. This is my uh, the point of view. Amit, would you like to add? Something? No,
3: I think you you said it well.
1: Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, I think uh, you make some really good points. You know, the, some of the next steps after you know, folks. Um, you know, follow through with the, you know, work that you're doing, or, or as you go through the different process, how? what type of marketing do you find has been really successful once you have solved one of these problems and, and you're ready to, to bring it and make it public? What, what are some of the campaigns that, that you've seen that are, have been successful? Yeah. So
2: there are,
3: there are two approaches that we are seeing, we are looking at. One is that you know, the equipment where uh, because in PepsiCo uh, globally, for PepsiCo globally, the, the, the beverage business is quite fragmented because um, each region we have multiple bottlers, and the bottlers make the decision. So if the bottlers want to work with the suppliers locally, we work on technology innovation uh, we file IP for that, we file intellectual property on that, uh, we file patents on that. And then that technology is made available to all the suppliers with, which, with whom the bottlers want to work. Mm-hmm. So that way, we don't constrain them. They continue to work their, with their partner, but they get the latest technology and then they get the benefit associated with those technologies. So that's one approach uh, where the volumes, local volumes are high enough to let them work with their local suppliers. So uh, you know, once we share that technology, the it's between bottler and the suppliers to then further scale it up. Uh, so that's that's quite simple. Yep. The other approach is you know, where the volumes for that particular equipment or innovation is not high. Then we work with one partner who is um, our technology partner as well as a production partner. And we work with them to to, uh, uh, a certified unit, which then they can supply globally. So then we give the contacts to our bottlers. Okay. Now, if you want this thing, this is the new innovation. Um, And uh, if you want to have this, this is the supplier contact. Uh, you can go and buy from this. If your volumes are good enough, you can work with your local partners uh, to, to get it developed.
1: Yep. And then what about, uh, how you go, you know, and create uh, business development and sales strategy once it is commercialized? Do you go to the local level or do you work with, uh, you know, it does it become a, a, a global opportunity.
3: No, so yes. We, so we work on global projects. So for anything to be successful, for uh, no, we have minimum guidelines for any project to be given to us. It has to meet certain criteria. It has to have certain level of targets in terms of capex savings, uh, incremental sales. So we have those guidelines. So if the initially the businesses when they are giving us the project, if the those those things are not meeting the set guidelines that project doesn't come to us they they can work with their local partners if they are small scale project we normally don't work on that Uh, but once the project is with us and we scale it up to build visibility is the key Uh, no to to scale it up the visibility is the key so unless you show this as i said the business is quite fragmented we have so many different bottlers in different parts of the world. Um, so how do we, sh- we, 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 we arrange uh, kind of sector level meetings, sector level shows, uh, no Amisa sector or APAC sector or US, LATAM. We have different MEM conferences. We have sales events where we go and showcase, we, uh, we showcase our products there uh, to build visibility. We also have equipment innovation hubs where we have you no know, people can come see what the new innovation data trends are, latest innovation. All those equipments are there. So, and these are the different you know, occasions that we create for people to come look at our innovations and you know, get familiarized with those. Um, and, and we have the local newsletters, uh, practical yeah. newsletters that go out where we participate and share what is the latest one. So all these things are kind of uh, build visibility with uh, not only PepsiCo senior stakeholders, decision makers, but also at the bottler end, uh, the people who make decisions for now, buying. Now so bef- Raul, just t- it,
1: yeah. Yeah. before you uh, jump in, you know, one, one uh, couple of questions, Dermit, to, to what you were just explaining has, um, has the covid or you know the global pandemic affected any of those things like the um, like the road shows that you would do where you're introducing new products and, and uh, technology
3: yes those have been quite there have been it mean we have not gone out of our home actually we are, have been working from home for last 6 months yes there is a big impact of covid on all these shows and visibilities but we have taken support from technology again which is online meetings and all the our reviews with bottlers uh, equipment reviews equipment displays all of those are now happening online Mm -hmm. we have um, one is that we use zoom quite a lot uh, for our meetings second we have virtual uh, reality uh, videos that we create we also create other videos to show the functionality of equipment and the serviceability of equipment, all those are shown via videos and they are very easy to be understood. So um, it's working quite, we have now solved for, even if we have to do it remotely, how do we do it? And we are doing it quite successfully.
1: That's great. Raul, I know you wanted to jump in there too.
2: Yes, so uh, so to the earlier point, uh, Justin, I would like to add something. So, uh, We have examples, Justin, where we have developed a product for a particular market. But because of the success uh, and the stories which we shared with the other businesses, the other businesses have started showing interest. And that's how now whatever we have designed for a particular market is going globally. So that is very, very important. So we say if we design something for, say, China right now, and if it is successful in china we share those stories with other businesses that okay this is how the approach was for this particular equipment and it is very successful so the, the other market like europe or Ch- us or india would like to try that out and that that has been really successful with the showcase which we have been doing in uh, past uh, couple of years uh the mem uh, showcase uh, the business meetings uh, online showcasing and sharing uh, say videos or presentations with these businesses has helped us to grow market for a particular equipment globally and this has been done successfully in last 5 years uh, we have very good examples of such a, uh, such equipment or innovations
1: yeah So let me ask you a final question, you know, what's next for for Pepsi Global R&D?
3: Oh, we have very strong pipeline of equipment Um, and we We are very proud of that That means with the team. We have built such a good reputation for the last uh, five years of successful uh, launch of our innovations Um, We got very strong projects and challenging project from the businesses globally and that has made our pipeline very strong for our next four years and you'll see a lot of exciting projects which will further win addison awards i'm very sure
1: uh, <laughs> well, well we certainly hope so we'd love to have uh, you guys participate again the you know the nominations are are now open for 2021 and they will be until, uh, November uh, until November 20th or so. You know, Gurmeet, uh, Raul, thank you so much for making this happen. I know um, we had some uh, challenges in, in finding times that worked. And so, you know, I appreciate you both committing to being able to, to make this happen. This was certainly insightful and, uh, you know, to get a closer look and understanding of, of um, Pepsi's global research and development there in India. You guys are doing an amazing job. Thanks so
0: much for joining me today.
3: Thank you. Thank you so. very much, Justin. Thanks
0: for being a great host. Thank you. You have been listening to the Inspiring Minds Podcast presented by the Edison Awards. On behalf of our guest today and host, Justin Starbird, thank you for listening. Please share your feedback on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Edison Awards. If you have a great guest idea or want to share your inspiring story, please email Justin at justin at edisonawards.com for consideration. Thank you for listening to the Inspiring Minds Podcast.